Ever wanted to see the secret Discord server where we get all of our early access games? You can. Just email us at tips at infendo.com and get your invite today. If you like cartoony Italian plumbers, you're in the right place. Infendo Radio is on now! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 500. It's got a it's got a nice ring to it, right? Nice round number. We I can't even believe we made it this far, but we're here. We did it. Um, how are you doing tonight, Lucas? How do you feel about 500? I feel 500? like we've been on the air for 500 episodes, and I've been there for about 120 of them. So celebratory. Yeah, yeah we'll take it, man. Let's like. I, I remember Justin and I, I think we started back on, what was it, like 350 or something like you, that? Or like 450? I can't You remember. and Chris started on 350, and then I joined on either 351 or 352. Yeah, it definitely wasn't 450 mm-hmm. because I joined around 380. I didn't realize you oh, yeah, joined that, make, yeah. that long ago. I didn't realize either, but yeah, it was, it was that. Because remember, we did episode 400 together, so... Yeah, 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 that's right. right, And then I'm pretty, so I'm pretty sure it was you and then like Steve right afterwards, maybe even the next episode that he was on. So yeah, we've, we've all been a crew together for a long time. It feels good. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Not yet anyways. Um, We will get into a little bit of retrospective here in a second, but I did want right at the top of the show to thank everybody on Patreon who is a patron, but most importantly, our producers. And this month, like we did last month, we have five of them. And why is that important, you ask? Well, that means that we have a bonus episode that goes up every month. So if you haven't listened to it already, um, go listen to that bonus episode. It's on Patreon.com right now. It's basically Steve and my wife and myself all sitting down and eating lunch and talking about stuff. And yeah, if you're interested in that, go take a listen. But um, yeah, we would like to thank all of our producers that made that possible. Um, We'd like to thank Andy Searson. We'd like to thank... Um, Brian Asaurus. We'd like to thank Malik Emerus. And oh, wait a minute. Actually, not Malik Emerus. Sorry. Let me let me get my list together because it's changed a bit. Episode okay, yeah, five hundred. We're still EP no Nothead, Sky Pharaoh, and Phantom. <laughs> awesome. So we are going to take a little break, and we will be right back. Got a question you're just dying to know the answer to? Head on over to patreoncom radio and for three bucks a month, you can ask us anything you want. All right, we're back. It is time for a little Nintendo Radio retrospective. So, you know, we've been around for 500 episodes, but we haven't all been here for 500 episodes, obviously. Um, so right after this episode goes live, we're actually going to put the episode one live for everybody to hear, but we're going to talk about it here first. And yeah, it was interesting to go back because back in 2006, holy <laughs> hell, there wasn't even a Nintendo Wii. It was called the Revolution. Um, I, what was happening at the time of episode one was the, they were talking about GDC and the revolution had just been revealed. I want to say that that was the reveal of the controller, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they um, said, at GDC. they said something about like the, the rev controller or something like that. Like they, they made some reference to the controller. I didn't think they had introduced it at that point. I thought it was still just the, you know, the box that 
Yeah, I see. That's what I was confused about. I couldn't remember what came first, if they introduced the box or the controller first. But I, I think it was the controller was the first thing that was revealed, and then everybody was freaking out about that because you know it was so revolutionary. Right. So you, you know what's nuts? I think this might have been before I started following video game news because I don't even remember the um, Wii's introduction at like well, a gaming event. Oh no, and maybe I just is... didn't watch GGC, but. What's funny is to think that Infendo started a podcast around the same time that I started listening to podcasts, and yet I didn't hear about Infendo until, like, six years later. Sure. Interestingly, it yeah. was exactly, like, ten years between when Infendo started and when I joined. Because I would have been hmm. about, I would have been oh, about yeah. 15 when the, Switch, or when the Wii was getting announced, when the Switch was getting announced. And, um... I was 25, I think, when I started doing Infendo Radio. Probably 25 going on 26, so. Hmm. Sure. Yeah, it, it, interesting times, man. I, I can vividly remember what what I was doing when I remember that, that reveal because um, that happened at a time when I just got into college. So I was in the college dorms. I remember sitting on my laptop. And this was actually cool, too, because I had never had, like, high-speed internet before. So I wasn't able to, like, actually watch, like, a video of anything <laughs> like that. So when I was able to watch the video of... Uh, Iwata holding up the remote. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be Oh my god, I remember downloading the trailer for Twilight Princess um, in the 320 by 240 resolution like IGN or something like that. Um, Yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, back back in 2006, I was working at Disney World, um, and this was, again, funnily enough, about the time that I started really listening to podcasts a lot, because I was a custodian at Disney, spent a lot of time just kind of walking around the streets um, by myself. Uh, so I would keep like, we, we would have radios that we'd wear on our hip. So I would just pretend that was the earpiece for my radio. I'd just run a headphone up to my ear and I'd listen to a podcast in the morning, um, uh, music during the day, and then a podcast at night. But I never discovered Infendo until I was working another job a few years ago. But uh yeah i mean i just it's such a vivid time for me this transition from the gamecube xbox playstation 2 generation into the you know 360 ps3 wii generation because that was when i was really following video game news a lot Mm -hmm. entirely fuzzy for me the Wii is the last video game system that I cannot remember the announcement for at all. I just knew it was a thing, and I knew I wasn't getting it at launch, and then I got it at launch. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I started following video games really heavily, and I think it had to do with, honestly, getting um, high-speed internet, honestly, like in college. You know, that was just a... It was a whole new world, man. I can watch YouTube videos. I think YouTube came out in man, somewhere around you know, there. I like can't imagine, was... dude. Yeah, I remember not even caring about YouTube. Now I watch. Now I don't even watch TV anymore. I just watch everything on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so other things that were happening on episode one, um, they revealed Metroid Prime Three. I no, don't no, no. remember the Metroid Prime Three reveal. They didn't. Actually. They they. They were spec. I actually just listened to the podcast about an hour and a half ago. They speculated that Metroid mm-hmm. Prime Three would be announced oh. in like a future presentation. What they had announced was, 
or had just come out was Metroid Prime Hunters, which I for the DS, with the Got only it. Metroid Prime game that I both played and enjoyed. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure, yeah, the, I uh, yeah, that's right. Hunters had just coming out, come out right because the DS was. I remember playing the first Hunt demo, and yep. I was pining yep. for that one for sure. Oh my god, dude! I played. Um, I played Metroid Prime Hunters for okay. So like when um, when I was in high school, middle school, high school, I used to ride the bus every day, and I was friends mm-hmm. with these um, four kids that were like four years younger than me. Like they came into school in seventh grade when I was in like tenth or something like that. So um, you know, I was just graduating as they were like getting started in high school. But um, we used to play right. DS every day, and like you know, because I was four mm-hmm. years older than them, I was better usually. So like we play <laughs> Mario Kart and stuff. But one of the games we played a lot was Metroid Prime Hunters because it had like the multiplayer mm-hmm. stuff. So good times. Yeah, I I actually really did like Metroid Prime Hunters a lot. That one was fun for a lot of reasons. It was fun because it was um, I they gave whoever the developer was some agency to step outside the box. Like the story was not a traditional Metroid yeah. story at all, you know. So that was interesting. But on top of that, like multiplayer Metroid was like unheard of, and especially multiplayer Metroid Online. I know we had Echoes too, the Echoes game multiplayer, but that was kind of bare bones. That I also wasn't online. A lot, like the idea of exactly, playing yeah. a Nintendo game online was just mind blowing. Well, thankfully, Nintendo rectified sure. all of that with uh, Federation Force, which will obviously go down in history as one of the best Metroid games <laughs> of all time. So. Um, exactly. Another. Yeah. No. I. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was. Go- I was gonna actually move on to another topic, but finish your thought. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say one last thought on, on Hunter Prime Hunters. Um, the, I do remember in high school, because, you know, First Hunt came with pretty much everybody's, um, everybody's console yeah. at that time. We would spend all of our time picto-chatting and playing Metroid Prime Hunters, the First Hunt demo, like, at lunch. Like, seriously, the whole lunch period. I think it was, like, 45 minutes. We wouldn't even eat. We would just freaking play video games. It was great. Picto-chat. God, I remember laying laying in the bathtub with my DS picto chat picto chatting with my friend in the living room <laughs> i remember sending out random sure. picto chats when i was driving and hoping another kid in a car would have just enough of a signal to send a message <laughs> never happened but would have been cool if it did that that was the funnest part of, uh, in class like i would have my ds in my backpack and i would just be sitting in the picto chat chat room not paying attention to algebra and then somebody would pop in the chat room and we'd just start well, drawing penises inevitably because, but you know because this was a time before everyone had um you know phones. cell phones yeah. you know like i mean like i yep. had like my dad's old like nokia but like it wasn't like a you know texting machine it was my dad's phone so it wasn't like i had everybody's numbers in it and stuff like that was how you used to do stuff like that and there was there was some yeah. magic to it you know that's it, that's yeah. probably gonna be was. like it was so yeah, it's probably gonna be kind of lost on like modern kids just because now it's so easy to communicate but like it was a lot of fun to like you know sneak messages on your ds and crap yeah, because, like, when I was in high school, we weren't, there wasn't really a thing about, like, there was texting and everything, but not everybody had a cell phone, you know? Like, only the rich kids had cell phones, yeah. so we were still passing notes. But, like, most of us, at least in my friend group, had DSs because that's what we wanted for Christmas and stuff, you know? And, you know, your parents aren't going to buy you a cell phone for Christmas, but they might buy you a video game console. And at, and it just turned out that that console ended up being a great communication device for kids, you know? At least, 
in my friend group. I thought it was pretty neat. So, but yeah, Justin, I, th- I think you were about to move on to the next topic. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Picto chat, one of the things that was revealed at this GDC but not officially announced for North America is another one of my big memories from uh, from 2006 was the DS Lite. Um, back mm, back mm-hmm. back when this when uh, Infendo Radio started, all we had was the DS Fat with the with the blurry screen and the weird yep. like convex cover and the <laughs> yeah. tiny skinny little stylus like like. Mm-hmm. I still have my ugly old blue DS Fat, but I <laughs> love it still. All right, I'm, so totally totally unrelated to the ds and everything you guys want to talk about um twilight (laughs) princess on um see that's my power i make justin choke when i enjoy i'll be back okay we'll be here laughing at your misfortune (laughs) how about we just how about we just take a quick breather and then we cut it back in So I have a question for you guys, um, totally unrelated to the DS, which we were just talking about, but um, when you got Twilight Princess, this is something that's always fascinated me, when you got Twilight Princess, Mm -hmm. did you buy the GameCube version or the Wii version, and why? (laughs) Alright, I can answer this. Neither. Okay. Um, I probably would have ended up getting the GameCube version, um, but I, pardon me while I clean something off my screen, um, I probably would have gotten the GameCube version just because, you know, that seemed, you know, it was, Link's supposed to be left-handed after all, but, uh, <laughs> let's see, I got married the year that the week came out, or actually it was a few months after the mm. week came out, so they were still, like, nearly impossible to find, but I had a friend who worked at Best Buy, so she bought us as a wedding present a Wii, which fortunately I got in the divorce. Um, oh, and, uh, right. I, and uh, <laughs> I was thinking this was your current partner and forgot. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Yet I've yet to marry her. She still has time to to That's change right. her mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, stay yeah, tuned so, for episode six. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we got a Wii, and because. Um, you know, all my friends knew I was getting a Wii. My friends also got us Wii games, one of which was Twilight Princess. So I ended up getting it on the Wii before I ever had a chance to get it on the GameCube. And I think the reason I hadn't gotten on the GameCube is because I hadn't beaten uh, either Wind Waker or whatever other um, Zelda game might have come out in between Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, like on a portable or whatever. So, and mm-hmm. funny story, I actually ended up not even uh playing twilight princess through to completion until i think i ended up completing it on the wii u jeez (laughs) yeah i think you were saying that on the hd version so my answer is a little bit more complicated how can it be more complicated Um, than that i i i (laughs) am a sucker lucas and i bought both at the same time but i 
That's that is yeah. that is not a sucker. That is smart. Considering okay, so, so before you, how before much you tell your, the GameCube version is worth. Before you tell your entire story, I bought the Wii version because I was a child at the time and was led to believe that the newer stuff is always better, and only then realized mm-hmm. that it was just a tacked-on motion control gimmick and that they flipped <laughs> the entire world and it was really annoying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was, that was fun watching the sun rise in the west and set as in a, the east. As a as like a diehard yeah. like Zelda fan, like going back to the Hyrule from Ocarina of Time was really cool, but I was so confused and annoyed that like Lake Hylia was on the other side of the map and everything so it just it felt off anyway tell your story no I it's pretty similar right because I I started playing the game beyond the Wii obviously because I got the Wii on launch and I was like I you know I'm gonna you play my new console however um, I don't know that I would necessarily necessarily say that I like the GameCube version better, but like you, it just felt yeah. weird to have everything backwards. You know, like it was just off. But um, I do want to. I do say. I do think that aside from the sword waggle, I wish they would just turn that into a button. The aiming with your like the bow true. and arrow that felt really Very good, true. and that that. Yeah, that gave me promise for like what the Wii would hold in in the future. Yeah. You know, I mean. Honestly, if you if you want to ask what my preferred version is, it's the Wii U version. It's really kind of you know. Yeah. I mean, the it would have been nice to both worlds. I mean, they streamlined yeah. a lot of the annoying elements of the original release, and it looked fantastic and had mm-hmm. had standard controls, and nothing was backwards, and. Which was a little disorienting, considering I played it all the way through on the Wii, and then played it all. It was kind of like doing Master Quest on, uh, on yeah. uh, what you call it on the 3DS. All right. Well, um, unless we unless we have something else planned, I would like to talk about another groundbreaking game reveal that came out in 2006. Yeah. Which was New Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Which was so exciting mm-hmm. and then ended up overstaying its welcome severely, but I well, still you know, like them. Still, yeah, they're still good games and Yeah, it's just a lot of the same. Yeah, but I mean that first game was amazing. One of the first uh games and certainly one of the first Mario games I ever 100%ed. Yeah. Mhm. I think did the did the uh, now correct me if I'm wrong? Did the DS version come and then yes. the Wii one came afterwards? Because I remember yes, the, really the loving version, the second yeah, the, version. Yeah, the DS version <laughs> was just New Super Mario Brothers. Yes, and then the Wii version came out was New Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers Wii, and then they started, and then mm-hmm. for some reason, even though it was the third game in the series, the one on the 3DS was New Super Mario Bros. 2 because, you know, Nintendo Nintendo gonna Nintendo do what Nintendo does. <clears throat> the the thing I don't even really remember New Super Mario Bros. that much, but the thing that I remember the most is all the mini games that were in Oh, dude. All, the all my life played the those. Mi- I think the mini games were so Weren't they fun. the same mini oh, yeah. games that were in New Super Mario Bros. 4x4? Mm-hmm. The the 4x4. Yeah, pretty much. Most yeah. of them were. Um there were some new ones, but yeah, the mini games and uh and I, just, I don't know, I just love that. I think that's probably still my favorite new Super Mario Brothers game. I've actually considered getting it on the yeah. Wii U just because, you know, <laughs> it's it was the first, and it was the first 2D uh, Mario game in a long time. And It's just funny mm-hmm. to think that, like, that was special and new 
13 years ago, yeah. and now it's like, okay, Mario Maker 2 just doesn't have the soul of the first one. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, there's now, right. now nothing is good enough. But this was a time when gaming was still, like, you know, an enjoyable hobby for people who wanted to have fun. So, <laughs> before sure. Nintendo fans ruined yeah, I, everything. <laughs> we love you, our base. Just... Please don't leave us. <laughs> Yeah, no I, I do remember how novel that was because, like Justin said, it had been a while since we had gotten oh, yeah. a 2D Mario game, right? Like a proper one. What what was the last one? Was it World? It was, yeah. um, I mean, if you are talking mar- games in which you control Mario himself, it would have been Super Mario Land 2 on the Game Boy. Whoa. Oh, that yeah. came out okay. after World? Oh, God. Yeah, because it wow. had the spin jump. Wow. That it, that it mm-hmm. stole from Oh, that's World. right. Yeah. But. That's right. Yeah, the. Um, yeah, so it'd been like 12 years since the last 2D Mario game, and, and now Mario's more athletic, and he's got. He can. He can. <sighs> he's been. What was the wall kick? He's been working out. He's <laughs> right. getting in shape. Peach is interested again. <laughs> it's been a few years, you know. The, I, I will say that the one thing that I was disappointed about with um, New Super Mario Bros. DS was the lack of power-ups because there was the mushroom, the fire flower, and then the big mushroom. And the blue it, right? shell. Yeah, I was going to say, there was you, the Koopa shell. and oh, I loved, yeah. okay, as, somebody, oh, as yeah. somebody who spent the better part of his high school years pretending he was a Koopa Troopa and inevitably not <laughs> going out on many and the, dates. And the mini um, mushroom. That was a that was a power up for me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Also the mini mushroom. So that introduced the mini mushroom. <clears throat> yep. So, but uh, yeah. So that I guess moving right along, it looks like there was predictions from people about the stylus support for New Super Mario Brothers, but I don't think there was much, if anything, except for like in the um, mini games. You could. I think it had like item storage, like Super Mario World had, where you touch the screen on the bottom and the item would drop down from the you know from the box but um i think that was it and obviously you wouldn't use the stylus for that because you're already you know holding it with both hands but i think that was the only touchscreen support i remember in game besides the mini games freeze frame <laughs> because steve is joining us again yeah all right so we're back um yeah we finished talking about a couple of things we talked about metroid hunters uh new super mario brothers ds the revolution um steve since you're here with us do you want have anything to add to any of those um topics before we talk more about maybe some tetris ds no i'm all for talking about tetris ds let's do it wait well let's that's probably the best version of tetris never played it what is wrong with you no, it was it it was I have to say it's probably one of the one of the best versions of Tetris. It's Maybe not Tetris. the best. But it had oh, all sorts of all the modes. And and they were all Nintendo character themed. Forgive me for sounding like Justin talking about Zelda, but Tetris is Tetris. You played it once, you played it a no, thousand times. No, not Lucas. when you're not when There's you are placing modes. blocks for Mario to climb up them. Oh my yeah, God. this was like the first Tetris that you could play online that I remember. Oh yeah, it was. That was really novel. I forgot that was mm-hmm. a thing. Look, but, I but, was you a, know, Tetris. I was a here. hot teen, just living my hot teen life. I didn't have no time for no Tetris DS. All right. <laughs> there weren't enough explosions in that. Game. I was 
I was too busy writing fanfics and going to the Under the Sea dance to care about any yep. of that stuff. <laughs> Justin, there are plenty of well, explosions. You just have to play the Metroid mode. <laughs> yeah. The Oh, dang, I forgot about the Metroid mode. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Tetris. It's been CS, years since I, I played I really it, so I don't did... know how much I'll have to say. I I freaking just enjoyed the heck out of that game, man. I don't know if it's the fanboy in me, but like all of the little Nintendo nods, like the the way that went as you were um, progressing through the Tetris thing, like you would get like you know you would get your uh, Tetris the the four right, you would clear four lines, and then like Mario would do something cool or whatever, you know, right. on the bottom screen or was it the top screen? I can't it, even no, remember. it was the top. It was but, the top uh, screen. All the Tetris happened on the bottom. The I I um still remember and I don't even know that I've seen this mode since in in um other Tetris games. But do you guys remember push mode? It was like the competitive two player mode. I remember push mode. Yes, I actually do. <laughs> yeah, push mode was everybody starts with a one by one block, right? And then so it one person is coming in from the top and one person is coming in mm-hmm. from the bottom. And from your perspective, you're always coming in from the top um, from the top. Right. But basically you're trying to push, you know, push the blocks oh. to the person so then they, you know, um, would would uh, their screen would turn out or whatever. Yeah. That game yeah. that was so I much. Never Tetris 99 minus 97 kind of exactly yeah kind of i'll tell you, I'll tell you though I, you know what tetris would, uh, tetris or, DS was like the first minus time, 95 but that was one of the first times i realized that there are people out there that are a lot better at games at, at games than i thought i was oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah playing mm-hmm. playing playing tetris I was like i'm great at tetris let's do playing this. tetris online against some of those japanese players is just that's a humbling experience Brutal. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. playing a lot of stuff online against those Japanese players can be a humbling experience. Oh yeah, any Japanese fighting game. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. the 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 only other two um, modes that I want to highlight because I thought they were pretty cool was the puzzle mode, where there was already like you know predefined blocks on the screen, and you would have to you know clear out the the screen mm-hmm. using a, the certain amount of blocks and, from the thing. And that certain was cool. blocks. I even. also liked. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool. Um, and then I liked catch mode too. That one was cool, where the Tetris blocks are falling, but you are you know controlling like a I think it was like a four by four square or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to you know catch the pieces. You're just moving left and right. Like it was yes, it was Tetris. But it had that, what I thought was cool about it was there was just all these weird modes like t- on, built into it. So yeah, yeah, it was cool for me. Yeah. Um. Anything else Tetris before we move on? Because, yeah, I, I, I could probably talk Tetris all day. Oh, I love Tetris. Well, but no, I don't have And I literally to know nothing about it, so I got nothing to contribute <laughs> Lucas, to this conversation. how are we friends? How? I think we just <laughs> deal with the fact that we hate each other. I think that's our I, whole relationship. I guess so. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, other than that, um, there was, you know, GDC um, coverage. That's when Phantom Hourglass, the best looking um, <laughs> the game that the game that you once famously said on this show looks about on par with Monster Hunter. It was not on the show. It, it was in our does. discord or whatever we were chatting in at the time. Oh. I, and I still stand by that. Mo- Phantom Hourglass is literally as good looking or better than. And Monster you're entitled to your incredibly wrong opinion, baby boo. Eugene, have you gone back and played either of those games on the DS? 
Yes, yes, yes. And the cell shading holds up, and it's because of the cell shading that it that it looks so I'm good. S- because they weren't trying, they weren't going for like realistic graphics, like what a monster hunter. It's too bad it controls like ass. I, yeah. I have to disagree with you there, Eugene. I don't think I think of all the cell shaded games. I don't think that Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks have held up that good because of the lack of power of the original DS compared to some of the newer systems. Yeah, they're I a think, little they're I, a little rough around the edges. I think I think right. those those two games probably would have been better if they had gone with sprites like hand drawn sprites. Yeah. In that art style, yeah. now, instead of trying to do it 3D on a system that just is not good at 3D. Now, longtime Infendo Radio <laughs> listeners might remember that a while back I had my little Zelda magic run where I tried to beat yep. every main series Zelda game. And Phantom Hourglass, I believe, was the last game on that list, other than maybe uh, Twilight Crossbow nonsense garbage game. Well, Um, if you had played them in chronological order, according to the timeline, Spirit Tracks should have been the last game you played. No, Breath of the Wild should have been the last game. Well, you were playing it in anticipation of Breath of the Wild. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, no, but I had played Spirit Tracks as a kid, actually, because um, I wanted it, and it looked cool. And I love Spirit Tracks a lot. Um, Phantom Hourglass is interesting because it is, going back to the timeline, it is a canonical sequel to Wind Waker, which yeah, is one something of those that. Rare ones. Something, yeah, and something that I had never experienced despite being a huge Zelda fan. So it was a fun game to go back and play. Also, I think I ranted and raved about it at the time. Incredibly emotional ending. Lineback, Lineback yeah, is yeah. like a true hero. The game just yeah. ends on such a sweet note, man. It's, it is. Probably the best Zelda game in terms of like, you know, like like that standard of excellence that I have for Zelda storytelling. In mm. terms of like mm-hmm. handheld or like you know the the lesser series of games that aren't like the main series console powerhouses, it's probably got the best plot. Like it's really well done. So I don't know. Uh, I might give you that one. Uh, Spirit Track. I've never beaten it. I've really like barely stuff. gotten anywhere in it because I just cannot get through the controls and the backtracking and the aimlessness of it. See, I Um, feel like Spirit Tracks took what Phantom Hourglass was trying to do and did it better, with the exception of the blowing into the pan pipe flute thing. I think Spirit... Well, and I actually really like the pan flute. It was just clunky to control, but I love having instruments in my Zelda games. As as an Ocarina kid, as somebody who was, like, in their prime during Ocarina, Mm. like, to me, Zelda games need a good instrument. You know, they'll be at the Wind Waker or the Ocarina, even the harp in uh, Spirit... or uh, uh, Skyward. And sorry to interrupt here, but did you guys ever try and make your own songs with the Ocarina or, like, the pan flute? Oh, my God, that was, like, my favorite thing to do! I actually bought a pan flute at, like, a festival one year just because of Spirit like that's you know you can actually do that in uh hyrule warriors i don't know if if it's all of them or just definitive edition you can do that on the menus you can actually play the ocarina yeah but um, i have an ocarina i will i I actually i have the uh i have the um (laughs) ocarina of time (laughs) ocarina from um um, from nintendo power i have the ocarina of time um, Ocarina that was 3D printed for me by Shinazi as a birthday present years ago. Nice. So. nice. It doesn't um, sound very good, but it looks I, nice. Eh. 
I, I want to um, I want to go back to Steve's point real quick because I never really got to respond since we're Zeldaing out right now. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Spirit Tracks did pretty much everything better than Phantom Hourglass except plot. Like the plot in Spirit Tracks was still good, mm-hmm. but it was a much calmer plot, I guess you could say. Like even right. even like the villain was like you know a train demon and stuff, and like it was it was yeah. fine, but it didn't it didn't do a lot for me like personally. But it was a really solid game, dude. I'll give you that. So yeah, I had one other point I wanted I, to make. I, on that, you know I what? what I need to go back. I was gonna say I need to go back and play Spirit Tracks again. I, I'm afraid to say that I think that's one of the few Zelda games that I never actually finished. Mm. I might have finished it, but I don't think I did. Um, and that is shame. That shames me. Oh. Um, I, I should probably go back and do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, someday I'll I'll play those and and beat them, or at least Phantom Hourglass. But today is not that day. I'll tell you if you're if you're like a Zelda fan, if you're really into the series, I think that going through and playing all the games you missed is a really fun experience. Yeah, like that was how I found out yeah. that um, Oracle of Seasons is, in my opinion, the best two D Zelda game. I've like, yet to I've yet to right. replay that. I played it years ago. I just beat Ages. No, I just beat Seasons. I've, be- just I've beat got to seasons. play Ages. Yeah, I I won't give you my entire review of Oracle of Ages and Seasons, but yeah, no, I mean you find you find some cool stuff about yourself doing that. I still want to go back and play the other Zelda games. Um, oh yeah, I want to go through. I want to go through the CDIs. Oh. I never. I played, oh. but never beat Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. I would like to beat. That. Oh, that game is I terrible. Just, I just. I want, like that. I game. just want Tingle's Balloon Fight. That's all I want. Yeah, I would need to play Tingle's Balloon Fight too. But yeah, no, Everybody I have some. I have some play. extra credit to do when it comes to Zelda games, and I guess I'm gonna have to play Cadence at some point too. Maybe that'll mm-hmm, be the build up mm-hmm, to the final mm-hmm. game. But yeah, wait. I I I, I want to wait for a sale on that, but because yeah. it's published by Nintendo. I'm not expecting one. I'm expecting oh, one. Oh, there, there'll time. be one. Um, my favorite Phantom Hourglass story, I remember specifically that one puzzle where you had to press the map against the thing on the wall to Im- to imprint the symbol onto the map. That was so I could not, cool. and this is before the days, you know, where the internet is really a big thing. I mean, it was there, but not nearly <laughs> to the point it is now. So I remember on that trying everything I could think of to do it, and I finally got pissed off and closed my three or my 3DS, my DS, and I'm like, I'm gonna come back to this later. And by getting pissed off at my game, I had solved the puzzle. Wow. <laughs> nice. So, um, anything else, Phantom Hourglass, before we move on? Um, because I think we're gonna move right into the virtual console because that's what they talked oh, about next. Oh yeah, after, after and the and ah. they and they also talked about indie developers making games for the virtual console, which we found out years later was was the the ever popular WiiWare. WiiWare, yeah. This was Ooh, a big birth year. of Bit Trip. So. It was so right? I weirdly like have nah, memories of 2006. It was that time when like gaming got kind of gritty and weird for me. Like you know, all of a sudden it was like the Twilight Princess era, and everything that was fun had died, and it was all like well, dark you know, everything serious, was brown but... back then. So yeah, literally. But um, but for whatever reason, I mean, this was obviously a huge year. I mean, a ton of stuff happened. So we're very lucky that the podcast started and we have a good episode one to talk mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this was like mm-hmm. the year that the DS Lite came out. <laughs> it was it was the or year the DS Lite t- came out. See? Or everything some... happened in 2006! <laughs> <laughs> I got married that year. 
See? <laughs> I got married the next year. It would have been illegal Yay. for me to have gotten married that year. Wait, no, I live in Florida. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, let's move on into virtual console because, man, oh, man, was that a revolution to me. I was dumbfounded when I first got my Wii and I was able to play, like, you know, four generations of console games at that point, you know? Like, that was so novel, you know? It was so crazy. Um, so this is interesting for me. As the only one of us currently under 30 and the youngling of the revolution slash Wii era, like, I didn't have these expectations or mind-blowing moments. It's just like all of a sudden we could play games and I'm like, I can play games! But, like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember being impressed by it or anything. Because I, I was still at that age where I just expected anything to happen, you know? So it was like, I'm playing old games. This is a thing, but it's not special, you know? Like, I, I totally was impressed. And then, you know, later on in the Wii's light cycle, life cycle, I was, um, this is not Tron, I was um, a little bit disappointed with the virtual console, as a lot of people probably were. But, like, because when it, when it was first revealed at the GDC, we're like, everybody was thinking to themselves, oh, my God, we're going to be able to play the entire NES library. We're going <laughs> to be able to play the entire SNES right. library. Close. Little did we know. <laughs> yeah. And little did we know that the Wii's virtual console was going to be the best virtual console we would ever get. <laughs> right. The last right. good virtual console, because the one on the well, 3DS was garbage. But can we... I mean, can we- the 3DS and the Wii U got better features and a few games that never came out on the Wii, the, like, sought-after games that never came out on the Wii. So. Can we can we talk about the point system, though? Because I hated that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you, you mean, like, you Microsoft just... still does? They do? Are you kidding yeah. me? No, they well, don't. I don't know. No, only, they sold only oh, did they? Minecraft. Okay, so it's just okay. Minecraft. Okay, yeah. screw that. It's just yeah. Minecraft that used the stupid proprietary... Like, like, so you would go, for those of you who had, aren't younger than, or older than me, you would, like, go into your your Wii and you would put money in, mm-hmm. and instead of having, like, a dollar amount, you would just have, like, 500 points was $5, and you'd have to keep track of how many points equaled how many dollars, and, like, the game I want costs 20 points, which is, you know, it's, uh, it was horrible, I hated it. I yeah, it was it was kind of nuts. And but then on top of it, and of course they did this for a reason. But they every game costed just a little bit less of than what you can buy on the point. So cards, you would right? always have so like, like one it, point left over. Yeah. Well, or yeah, like or, it was or terrible. if you had five hundred points, it was five hundred points plus tax or something like that. Like there was always some some weird like discrepancies. So I'm pretty sure I and yeah. this was this was well before you could buy like exactly what you needed. Right. So you would have to buy like five hundred points mm-hmm. or a thousand points or two thousand points. You couldn't just buy like oh I need eighteen hundred and five points, so I'll buy that. Like yeah. no, you had to buy in set increments. Like ugh. Yeah, yeah it, and it and they were all like pain. that. I mean, Sony was a little bit better in that you actually bought dollar amounts, but you still couldn't like pay for something outright. You had to put X amount in your account and right. subtract from that. Mm-hmm. So, but at least at least Nintendo's was better than Microsoft's. Where yeah. I think I, I I think the exchange rate was 
a hundred Microsoft points was a dollar and twenty five cents. So you had to do right. like math problems in order to figure out how much money you were actually spending. That's not great. It's definitely not great. Yeah, I the only thing that was and it, it's not a good thing because I'm not proud of this at all. But I rem- I do remember that at one point when they were having the point cards at Walmart, like my friend and I, we used to go and pocket the point cards and just go take them walk out the store because we were asshole kids. And I forget that you were the troubled was, child <gasps> of our group. They actually yeah. were. And, 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 yeah, nowadays they well, don't because work. because that was before that was before they got smarted up and you had to scan it at the register before it activated because before yeah. it was like in a plastic case. Wow. You troublemaker. The card w- Yeah, I was a bad you were the, kid. You, I, I was see a the bad the kid. funny thing about that is cuz like I think we we'd all thought like, "Boy, that'd be cool to do." I used to try to like put random codes into the system and hope I'd get incredibly lucky. Yeah. But like the problem with that is then if somebody else, well, I guess it wouldn't be a problem for you cuz you owned the card. But I was always thinking like, "What if I get a code one day and then like, who am I robbing this from cuz someone's going to buy this card and like not be able to use it?" Like, right. I remember oh, looking for card Nintendo. generators online. Oh yeah, those oh, were always God. always real safe websites to go. Just to. go onto LimeWire and Dude, download I, fifty gigs. Yeah. Justin, I was young and stupid and not in IT back then. I didn't care. In fact, <laughs> it was doing that kind of thing that taught me how to remove viruses from my own computer, which essentially jump started my career today. Oh so really, God. I should be thanking past me for putting viruses on my computer unintentionally. Otherwise, talk- I couldn't do IT now. All this talk of sketchy downloads is making me want to go download Mugen and start putting characters in my game again. Oh, God. Uh. Uh, well, yeah, so Virtual Console was cool. I think the the one thing that we didn't touch on was another thing that was super novel was that we got non-Nintendo video game yeah, consoles. Yeah, man. I mean, that console. was like my first time. Okay, so... So we've all which they uh, mentioned I, I, in 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 Fendo Radio episode one, by the way. <laughs> so so I keep um, interrupting you guys, and I do apologize for that. But I'm going to continue talking because I don't apologize that much. Um, like I, I was the kid that like never played a foreign video game console. Like I I owned a PS one that my friend in high school gave me. By the time the PS three was was a thing, I what, never played it. How wait? What do you mean foreign video game console? Because PlayStation non Nintendo. Oh okay, I was gonna say because PlayStation. I don't mean is I don't mean like <laughs> I don't mean like American or okay. whatever or non Japanese. No, I mean foreign to Nintendo. That, that's where I'm coming from. This is my worldview. Nintendo was my life. Like, when I went to a daycare for a while, we went to an arcade one day, and I got to play, I think it was a Dreamcast, and it had Sonic Adventure on it, and that was, like, my only and, Sonic experience. And that experience. was a life-changing experience it, for Lucas. It was, because it was the only Sonic that I got to play right up until um, Sonic Adventure 2 came out on the GameCube. And I was so excited for that, because as a Nintendo-only gamer, that was, like, all I could, you know, play. So I was just, uh, like, when I got to play non-Nintendo games on a Nintendo system, it was like, I've arrived! There's a whole history (laughs) of games here! Like, I don't think I even played the classic Sonic games until they came out on the Wii. 
Like that Jeez. was that was it, dude. Donkey Kong Country was one of those games that I I owned and I loved Donkey oh. Kong Country too. I didn't own one. I rented it from Blockbuster and I never got very far. So that was one of those games that like I finally got a chance to play. Ton of old games that I didn't get to dive into until they were made available digitally. So for me that was like an awakening of sorts, you know. Huh. Okay, whereas I was playing games digitally before there was a virtual console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was never really much of an emulator kid. I dabbled a little bit in high school, but I never got too hard into it. The hardest into emulation I ever got was I think Mother 3. Which was like I, one of the only games that I downloaded. I think mm-hmm. Toe Jam and Earl on the Virtual Console might be the first time I uh, played that game, and my wife and I played that game mm-hmm. together. No, and that was how you met. You you were nah. on Craigslist <laughs> no, we, for professional Toe Jam and Earl players. No, we <laughs> were already married at that <laughs> point because the Wii came out after we got married, and I remember us hunting those down for our family members. Nice. We were able to get like seven or eight of them during that time because I new people at different stores and i would call and you know a family member would call me hey do, do you know where i can get a wii I'm like hang on let me make some calls and then i'd go help them get it hey those were good days would you like to buy a wii i got them right <laughs> <Boy>. here <laughs> except for that one uncle of hers that wanted one and then he uh, we called him yeah that, like, that one uncle of hers that yeah. that that wanted your wii in a very different way well no oh, so, so we we got him a wii from walmart and then we called him, hey, we got your Wii, where do you want us to meet you? Oh, well, I don't want it anymore. So we turned around and walked back into Walmart with an unboxed Wii in our hands. And I remember some guy walking up, he's like, are you returning that? I'm like, yeah, get in line behind me and you can buy it as Why? soon as I return it. Why would it. you return it? Why wouldn't you just be like, well, I guess we got a Wii for eBay. <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted good karma, and I'm sure I got it, I doubt it. But you yes. already had good karma. I, it got you a Wii when they were hard to find. <laughs> I, I was one of those people that bought a Wii and flipped it on wow. eBay. You son of a bitch. Have have we all heard my how I got a Wii story enough, or should I share that for like the 80th time? No, I actually don't know that I've heard it. Well, maybe I have. Tell it anyways. Okay. All righty. Well, um, so my buddy in high school, Jonathan Cope, um, and I were having a sleepover because I was 15 years old and not that big of a big boy that I couldn't still have fun at my buddy's house late at night. Um, I was that kind of kid. So um, we were hanging out and we were playing Soul Calibur 2 and we were playing as all the hot female characters for like the entire night and just enjoying that. And as, as you, do. you do, yes. And then... And it, by the time um, like morning came around, I, I went over there with the, the understanding that he was buying a Wii and he wanted somebody to stand in line with while he bought it. And I was like, um, cool, I can do that. I don't have money and my parents say we can't afford it, but I'll go with you anyway. And um, so we, we went over to Walmart or Best Buy or wherever we went and we were standing in line and we were 12th and 13th in line. I was 13th, he was 12th. Um, and then my parents drove up because, you know, they knew where I was because they were good parents. And they were like, surprise, we're going to buy a Wii. And I was like, hot diggity daffodil. And um, then the Best Buy or Walmart or whatever greeter guy came out and he was like, we guaranteed have 12 Wiis in the store. And I was like, all right, that's how we're going to do this thing. So we just stood there and we waited, and I'm pretty sure it was cold because this was back in 2006 before global warming had ravaged our environment. <laughs> Fight me. Um, and um, 
but uh, but yeah, no, they had enough, and I went in and I bought a Wii, and it was incredibly magical. And I went home and I played Wii Sports for like five months straight. And that was how I got a Wii. So that's actually a pretty damn good story, <laughs> especially since you weren't expecting it. Oh yeah, all. and it was also, I believe, the last video game system, other than maybe the 3DS, that I didn't buy on my own in some fashion. Like I think they went like mm-hmm. halvesies on me with the Wii U. But, like, the, the Wii was, like, that, like, super gift where I was like, wow, thanks, Mom and Dad! So, you know. <laughs> sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I had, you know, I guess if we're telling our Wii stories, I was one of those people that camped out on the, I think I still remember the date. Check, fact check me. I think it was November the 19th was the day that the Wii came out. And, um, you going to tell us? You're going to tell us you stole this, too? You just put it under your shirt and walked right out of the store? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just ran out the store with it. No, yeah, I, I had a pre-order from GameStop, and the coolest thing about that was everybody was camping out, everybody had their DSs, we were playing Mario Kart nice. for, you know, six hours while we were waiting for the midnight launch. It was a magical experience. I've been to midnight launches since, not as magical. That was the last, like, really, truly... And maybe it had to do with my age, but, like, that just felt special. I'll, what the I'll be honest, the works. last midnight launch I went to was Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> oh, as, boy. Far, as, far, as far as game launches was Halo 2. The last midnight launch I went to was Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and there was a very cute girl dressed up like Vaporeon there. So I remember it was magical. that because I was oh. at a midnight launch too. That night. I, yeah, and didn't I text you? Didn't yep. I text you? And I was like, "Man, you should see this Vaporeon!" Yeah, and you was... didn't even get me a picture. <laughs> Jerk. I'm not a creep. I'm not gonna like stealth <laughs> take <laughs> photographs of you a girl I don't be know. Discreet about it. Or just say, hey, oh, you're this is getting is often. Can I think it is often? This is getting <laughs> creepier, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> you just have to do it without her being aware that you're photographing her. <laughs> uh, right, okay, I so have... moving away and actually final. I... Oh, I said, did you have one yes, final? Yes, I have the, I have the date. There? What date did you say it was, Eugene? November 19th. I think it was November 19th. It was November 19th. Dang, boy. I knew it. <clears throat> I knew it. I don't know why I have that in my brain, but I just know that for some because reason. Because you stayed up. So yeah, so moving away from system. virtual console on the Revolution or the Wii as we know it today, they also talked about Brain Age, and so if I remember correctly, that was between Brain Age and Nintendogs. The DS wasn't really doing well at all. Like it, it wasn't selling very really? well. People, well, it was yeah, also people were kind ugly of poo-pooing on it because <laughs> yeah. but it was so, but it was so cool and unique. It I would have thought it would have done well. See, again, yeah, this was all sure. before I was in the zeitgeist, and I wish I could go but back. But see, to you those have days. to remember the the PSP was right around the corner, so that was the sleek hotness. You really, know? So like everybody's like, oh the yeah, system, look, look at the, the graphics system on this that's thing. dead now. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the DS Lite became such a runaway success that the PSP couldn't compete. If the wow. DS Lite hadn't and, come out, and I, I want to say that a lot of that success had to do with bringing in the casual audience, right? And the touch generation type type of games. Brain Age had a lot to Touching do with is that. Good. I remember, like, yeah. While we're talking about yeah, that, can we talk about good. all those creepy ads where the finger is trying to touch Kirby and stuff? Because that was a that was a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive! They did talk about a uh, canvas curse on uh, 
Uh, that the was the game and... with the ad and the giant fingers. And like, it was a good game and that I never beat. I never played it because, uh, honestly, okay, it's so, really again, hot teen living my hot teen life. Um, I just, I wasn't interested in those really casual games. That was actually kind of the era where Nintendo oh, didn't lose me, canvas, but Nintendo, Nintendo slid away from me. Canvas was like, Curse was not a casual game. In fact, the reason I haven't beaten it is because it gets really, really hard. Let <laughs> me put it this way. Any game that has touch controls, in my opinion, or at least my childhood opinion, fell into casual territory <laughs> for, for the hardcore 15-year-old gamer that you, I was. You mean like, you have that, to use your hands? That's like a baby's game. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, <laughs> like even like Phantom Hourglass. I think that was one of the reasons I never got it when it came out. It was like, oh, wow, sure. that looks stupid. You we know, need to like, have I, some words, Lucas. Yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> a touch control player. It didn't, it didn't do anything for me. So, you know. That's all I got to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I... I think that, yes, actually, I think that that there's probably a reason for that, though, Lucas, because I think that's the way that Nintendo marketed the touch games, honestly, because they did market them towards a a casual audience, you know, like that's what Touch Generations was all about. They weren't marketing them towards, you know, 15-year-old Lucas and 19-year-old... Hey, cool guys, you want to play a cool game for cool people? Just take out your finger and slide and Kirby will make a rainbow. (laughs) But see, that's the thing that that was appealing to like my mom and like, you know, grandmas and stuff like that when like you didn't have to like worry about pushing buttons and you're just, you know, touching like that. That was appealing. And that's, I think, a big part of why the DS was so successful. Those first initial like brain well, it's, touch generation it, it's games. just a microchasm of the wii you know it's the same thing it's like oh hey mm-hmm. here's this incredibly convenient gameplay that now everybody can enjoy and here's 15 sports simulators to get you started right exactly do you guys have any other memories about brain age or anything like that before we kind of move out of this discussion i was more of a big brain academy boy that was a good one too. That was the Wii one, right? Uh, well, I had it on DS, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was awesome. the third party well, all right. knockoff game. See, I liked it more, but eh. I mean, Brain Age was cool too. I got the one on the 3DS, but meh. I like me some Big Brain Academy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, well, um, then I guess we're going to take a little break here. Um, Thank you for joining us on our episode one retrospective. It's been fun. Um, We're going to take a break here, though, and we're going to answer your questions from the question block. Got an idea for something you want to hear on the show? Email us directly at tips at infendo.com and get your suggestions in today. All right, it's time for the question block. We have a pretty hefty one, too, because we invited y'all to give us your questions. So I'm going to go ahead and read the first one off from Malik Emerus. He asks, oh boy, how many times can and will a, will bust a your mom joke always so enjoyable? So I think he's saying, how many times are we going to do your mom jokes here now, I guess? Um, Justin, I guess this is your sec- segment, so why don't you take it away? I bust your mom last night. Yeah. I knew it. I I, mm-hmm. it I knew you had one I didn't ready. I have one ready. But <laughs> That's why it says I never have one ready. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I'm not so much on the Shut your up, mom Ryan. jokes. Um, I, I I so yeah. I, I don't really have a lot to add to this discussion. Uh, Lucas, you want to give me a, your mom joke before we move on to Jay Z? Most question? of the your mom jokes that I know are from like the '80s and would be culturally insensitive for a white person <laughs> to do. So I'm just gonna leave it alone. How does one? Fair. See, that's why the best your mom jokes. jokes. 
a lot of things, a lot of things about hair and the quality of them that got another guy in trouble about 10 or 15 years ago. So we're going to stay <laughs> off of that because I'd that's like a, to stay off that's of that. Yeah. back reference. Um, well, see, that's, yeah. see, that's, that's <laughs> right? why I always keep my your mom jokes irreverent and nonsensical because, you know, they're funny because they don't make sense or offend anybody. They just make you go, huh? <laughs> sure. I offended your mom last night. <laughs> Boy. Well, Jay-Z Beast asks, he says, First, a huge congratulations to you guys for 500 episodes. My favorite Infendo memories are the couple of times I was able to join Nintendo's, and every single time Shadow the Hedgehog was suggested. <laughs> Love you guys. Here's to another 500. Yeah, thanks for that. Mostly. We appreciate you, Jay-Z Beast, listening in. I know you've been a part of the show as long as I can remember, honestly. I think you're one of our very first, um, like, actual named people that I can remember, you know, watching us and following yeah. us. Way back on YouTube, even. So, yeah, thanks for <laughs> Way back on YouTube. That was so long ago. Remember when YouTube was a yeah. platform that people used to use to like post videos and stuff? Those were the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So yeah, and then finally, Jay Z Beast Key says, "My question is a little bit <laughs> is a little bit mean, wordy and maybe do you hard mean to explain." The Brianna Brian. Oh, what did I Jay-Z say? Jay Z Beast. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. The Jay-Z Beastosaurus asks, <laughs> um, my question is a little bit wordy and maybe hard to explain. It has to do with Zelda theory. If possible, I, I may voice chat it for you on break. If not, I'll type it out here on chat. Well, Brianosaurus, you're here, so why don't you give us what you were going to ask? I Come mean, on down. Time as any. I said yeah, on a, I'm so embarrassed now. Yes, because you've never okay. been on the show before. <laughs> okay, so here, so here's the thing. So I've, I've heard a theory that each individual Legend of Zelda game is a story told by Zelda. Like, it's literally the legend of, oh, of from Zelda. Zelda. And every story that she tells is specifically about a different time, a different point in time, and there was a hero in that time. It just ends up, you know defaulting to this character that is or looks like or acts like Link. Discuss. Interesting. Okay. I'm, so I'm it's so it's like this one. I, okay, um, okay. Okay. I need to know what page in the Zelda encyclopedia this oh appears in. Otherwise yeah. it is not canon. I'm 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 oh as much as it pains me to say this, I'm with Steve on this. I am one hundred percent anti fan theories because usually they're just incredibly wrong the timeline sometimes was sometimes they're theory. better though sometimes they're better but that doesn't make them right <laughs> okay so so i'm a horrible i refer can't. to or, star wars episode eight uh, i'm a, me too I'm a, lucas let I'm, a, I'm i think i'm right on board with you on what, this that so let's go that we're both incredibly into our cannons but also that yes. we love a good head cannon so like I can't accept it as fact, but I really appreciate it because I think it's really freaking cool. See, if I would have come up with that theory in my head canon, then it would have been yeah. canon. But since this is yeah, since this is somebody else, you know what this reminds me of? Actually, this is kind of like how people think that Star Wars is a story told by C three PO and R two D two. You know, like it's to a, be have you heard that? To theory? be fair, that was that George Lucas's story. concept. So have you have <laughs> you have now. you heard you have you heard the story that apparently in Ed Ed and Eddie all of the kids are dead kids and they're all in like purgatory or hell doing their own thing? 
Because that's a thing. Do you guys I, even know what Ed Ed Nettie is? I was gonna, I don't yeah. know what an Ed Ed oh or Eddie is. So. Thank you, Steve. I've, I've Have heard you heard the story I've... of a lovely lady who is bringing up three is. very <laughs> lovely girls? I I so I guess to to directly answer the question, I I'm kind of with you guys. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that theory, but I can appreciate it for sure. Like. If you stop and think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. The only thing that it doesn't maybe apply to would be Zelda 2 because Zelda's in a coma or whatever <laughs> in that game. But Well, but maybe she's still telling a story about a time a princess and a hero did there. See, the thing that I like about that is when I read books, I usually headcanon people that I know as, like, the parts. Like, you know, in like those, mm-hmm. you know, in like those cartoon episodes when they're like, sit down and I'll read you a story. And it's like a story, but all the characters from the cartoon are like in the, in the story or whatever. Like I yeah. do that in real life. So it's like, oh, and then a merchant came and stole all the Nintendo <laughs> eShop cards. And I'm like, there's Eugene. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but what's to say Zelda 2 Zelda isn't having an out-of-body experience like Spirit Track Zelda was? What's to say? Oh what's to say oh that boy. they're not all dying of nuclear radiation, <laughs> and in their last dying <laughs> moments, they're fantasizing about a world better than they can imagine? Because really, they're trapped there. Yeah, Finn's, we all laugh, but Finn this is, is what dying. most fan theories sound like to me. <laughs> I stole that from Adventure Time. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. like the prominent fan theory of Adventure Time. And Pokemon, actually. <laughs> they think that Ash is a dying kid and that he's oh, fantasizing yeah. about that, and that's why he never gets older. So, enjoy that, Or it that, could be kids. the fact that cartoon characters never age, you know. <laughs> I mean, Stewie has well, been uh, one for, like, what, 20 years now? <laughs> you tell that to Joseph Joestar. He lived a good life. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, let's move on to EP Knothead's question. And thank you guys for not only giving us questions, but congratulations and everything on our 500. We appreciate that. But EP Knothead asks, um, who is stronger, Goku or Superman? I mean, this is an obvious yeah, question. Yeah, it's Superman. Superman. It's Goku. No. It's Goku. No. It's Goku. Goku's going to spend an hour going, and Superman's (laughs) going to have Yeah, but in that hour, he's going to be crazy strong. Yes, but But Superman's going to have more than that So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's look at this objectively, because obviously the real answer answer is One Punch Man, but he's not in this, so it's Goku versus Superman. (laughs) Um, Okay, so with Superman, you have the plot armor thing, that Superman is invulnerable, and the only thing really that can do any damage to him is kryptonite, and he basically invented weaknesses as a thing with goku you have this character that has been growing and growing for like 30 or 40 years within his plot to the point where he's grown so much that it's just ridiculous (laughs) so like goku in the beginning was just like i'm goku (laughs) super saiyan but now he's like super saiyan god super saiyan and like he's doing nutty stuff because they keep having to up the power level on him to make the stories interesting so i think at this point goku is just like superman on steroids Superman is but still yet, faster. But yet not in completely invulnerable like Superman is. Look, I'm sure we could find a good Game Facts forum where we could debate this all night long. But <laughs> uh, Look, is Goku vulnerable to kryptonite? I don't think so. True. Goku wins. So wait, does Goku get to, to bring... Superman when he beats the Pika. out of him? When he's so... like, an hour. Wow, somebody has some strong feelings about this. Yeah, Goku. Only because EP said Pika. Superman. Hmm. I like yeah. that Eugene is just taking notes about when to censor you. 
Wouldn't be 500 without a few swears. Oh, I, for- I forgot to mute myself because you guys can hear my <laughs> typing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If we- I was expecting to hear the clickety-click. Uh. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I've never watched Dragon Ball's um, but, I also have never watched it, believe it or not. I just but, unbiasedly think Goku would be stronger. But but, but but yeah, I'm kind of with with uh, Steve on this one that because Superman kind of has that inherent invulnerability, um, you know, it's it you you can't beat in you can't defeat Invincible. Yeah, but as people who Kryptonite. didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, you don't know that um, Goku actually grew up on a kryptonite farm and uh, mm-hmm. has kryptonite in his hair. That's what makes it yellow when he goes Super Saiyan. So you, you mm-hmm. kryptonite is green. Miss, you Goku fans, you are missing heathen. A very important, a very important point here. Point. <laughs> Justin and I Sweetly. have agreed on something twice on this show. What is wrong? I know, right? That doesn't happen. No. We agreed on loving your mom. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we're going to take a damn break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Infendo Radio is supported by viewers like you? You can go to patreon.com slash Infendo Radio and throw us a few bones. All right, we're back. It is time for Change the System. And man, oh man, do I have a Change the System uh, this a week. I want to go last, though, because um, I have a feeling you guys are all going to talk about Mario Maker, so let's get that out of the way. That's the big game that came out this week, and I'm actually playing it right now. Steve, I think you missed it, but like pre-show, these jerks got me to download it already <laughs> yes. because they were talking about it. I have gotten it. two of so my co-hosts to download yeah. Mario Maker now. That's a hearty <laughs> you, Lucas. I had a voucher all ready to go for it. Eugene, edit that out. Yeah, not only did you get me to download it, you got me to down. You got me to download the goddamn voucher too. Eugene, edit that out too. Yeah, I also got you to the voucher program. <laughs> I think goddamn You're Minecraft okay. Summer Sale. Ooh, what? Minecraft? Yeah, I okay. Oh, so, does anybody want to go first, or does it? Do we just want to have like a general I'll Mario go. Maker talk here? Because I think that's probably what's going to happen. We may as I'll well. Go. I actually don't have a whole lot to say about Mario Maker, so I'll go first. Just because. Okay, well, I have a lot to say about everything, so don't let Mario Maker just be my whole thing. Like, I still want time to talk. So. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing Mario Maker. I'm trying to recreate one of my level. Actually, I'm trying to rebuild it from scratch. Most of my Mario Maker One levels, I'm going to recreate block for block if I can. But um, I'm doing my uh, Haunted Mansion themed uh, level, but I'm doing this one so that you can't jump, Uh, which unfortunately means there's almost no challenge to it because there are no enemies to jump onto or over or whatever. But um, so I'm working on that. And besides that, I played a few levels. All I have to say, I am incredibly impressed with the quality of the stages that are already being put out by the users already. I, thank you. Like, yeah. it is... I have not played <laughs> Lucas's level. But um, just the random ones I've played have all just been brilliant. And even, like, the difficult ones are brilliantly difficult. Like, they're not trolly. They're, like, Cuphead-level difficult. Oh, you haven't spent enough time in normal difficulty endless mode then, my friend. Because it's still there, I promise you. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's my take on Mario Maker 2. Oh, I also bought uh, a special stylus for my Switch specifically for Mario Maker 2. It's got a like 
basically kind of like a ballpoint size point, but this little. I've been thing. looking at getting. I yeah, bought, I, bought, um, so, I bought one yesterday. Yeah, so so this is my Mario Maker designing uh, mm-hmm. stylus. I had a capacitive stylus, but it was one of the big squishy ones, yeah, and it go. just wasn't precise enough. This is perfect for, like I said, it's like the tip of it is about ballpoint size, so. Um, but yeah, Mario Maker 2. Um, That's I, what your mom said last night. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, guys? It's episode 500. Zing. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Goodbye, Brian. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, Mario Maker 2. I'm, I'm liking it. It's more Mario Maker. I haven't really gotten to do a whole lot of the n- shiny new stuff in it. But um, I look forward to spending a lot of time playing it and building in it. And um, I will talk more about other things that I have played later after everybody else has had a chance to give can, their opinions. Can I can I make a statement before we start talking Mario Maker? Um, when yeah. did it come out? Thursday? Yeah. I cr- like just, it's been I, yeah, a Thursday week, not even a week. I, I currently have 30 hours in this game. Wow. Jeez, Steve. <laughs> How do you know that? I went onto my Switch and it says you've played for 30 hours. But it hasn't been out for 10 days. Yeah, they don't always do but, that but anymore. But if, if you hit a if you hit a certain threshold hour-wise, oh. it'll it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure is how it works. Yeah, but um oh. yeah, no. So so Mario Maker is a good game for good people. Um <laughs> I have been doing a lot more course making. Um, I, I I had a series of courses back on the original Mario Maker one of course, on the of course. Wii U that were called um, Skater Die, <laughs> named after the amazing game on I believe the NES Skater Die. Mm-hmm. Um, also the Game Boy Color. Also the Game Boy Color. But um, my game involves riding on a Buzzy Beetle shell over a bunch of spikes and making a bunch of precision flip jumps with so, New Super Mario Bros. Oh, you I, love my Wings on Things level. I, was, I think I've played it. I played all your old levels, okay. actually. Yeah, so Andy was telling us earlier that he was on the phone with me while I was playing Mario Maker. <laughs> that was the level I was playing, Lucas. Get, I get may ready or to may edit not. Okay, so <laughs> I may so, or may not so, have said about forty-eight choice words playing that level. So I would like to make a disclaimer here. You can, if you are a listener and you're not in our Discord yet, join our Discord because we have all of the Mario Maker levels that we and the listeners and the producers have been making pinned in the Super Mario Maker Two channel, and you can play them, including all of my levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I make a variety of levels from easy to hard. My my remake of Mario Land 1-1 has like a 50% clear rate because Dude, it's very simple, very basic, amazing. blah, blah, blah. Thank you. I'm proud of I that. I do have one That's suggestion, but we'll take liked. it off there. <clears throat> we'll talk about it. Um, unfortunately, to do that would mean re-uploading. But anyway... Yeah. Um, True. But, uh, no, I've, I've made, like, you know, I've made levels based off of, like, Super Mario dungeons and stuff. Then I've made levels like Skater Die. And I think out of the thousand people that have played it, three people have successfully completed it. So, hey, all you cool Infendo radio listeners out there. If you think you've got what it takes to stand up against Skater Die 2 Electric Boogaloo, download my course on <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2 and show me what you got. I, I, fe- I feel, like, so I feel I ha- like we needed a little bit more Macho Man Randy Savage voice. In oh, that. yeah, brother. There Macho Madness is coming at you. Wait, that's two different things. <laughs> it doesn't matter! 
<laughs> Download my level and tell me if you're man or woman enough to beat it. Oh, yeah. So I have one question about this Mario Maker thing. Yes. Um, I have it, I'm about an hour and a half in, and I'm still doing story mode, which is pretty fantastic, by the way. Um, can you look at, like, let's say, Lucas is my friend on the Switch. Can I just look at all of the levels that you've yes made, and or do no. I have to have a code? Yes and no. You need a code for the first one, but then you can click on the Maker profile and give them a star, and there's mm. an option to filter for just the people that you're following. So it's okay. kind of like Mario Maker 1. You can do it, but you need to download like that first course first. So. Okay, I can live with that, I think. I can live with that. I, I am hella enjoying the story mode, though, and I'm only a few courses in. But like, it's cool to see the creativity back in, you know, Nintendo just letting their, letting their team do their thing, right? Like, just create cool levels. Like, it's really cool to see. Um, I didn't let Steve talk at all, by the way, when we were going to do our thing. So, Steve... So there's a particular style of level I fell in love with. And by the way, I beat story mode in a, in just a day. Part I'm still at was, like 45. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm at 45%. I find it, it so boring. Yeah, part, <laughs> part of that was because I was stuck in an airport for 12 hours and had nothing better to do. Part of that because there are some really cool levels. And there's a particular set yeah. of levels that really inspired me. And that's, that's why it's going to take me so long to build my first level. Because to build the level I want to build, I have to build it twice. Hmm. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, take that for what you will. Um, Other than that, I have nothing (laughs) to say on Mario Maker, so I'm going to stop talking, let you guys talk, and then I'll talk about my games in a bit. Well, I just want to make one more humble brag before I'm done, because that's how I do this show. You guys are currently (laughs) talking to the 480th best uh, Mario Maker player in normal Oh my god, you've gone up that much in the past, what, hour? I am am (laughs) 211 levels in normal endless mode. I am currently rank 480 on the global scale, and I finally got my first medal! Okay, so Mario Maker has an achievement system through medals, and they've got one for everything. Mm -hmm. Maker points that you've earned in a week, overall maker points, um, number of likes you've gotten, number of likes you've given out, stuff like that. And there's one for each of the endless modes. I went all the way up to 100 last night, which tells you a lot. I've played That's 110 crazy. levels today. But um, I went all the way up to 100 last night, and I didn't get a medal, and I was like, Argh! but now I have a bronze medal, and now I'm trying to make it a silver. So Only bronze. This is my journey. Yeah, I know. I'm really frustrated, Steve. Don't play into my insecurities. I'm going to keep working until I get that gold medal. And I also know that there's a gold medal with ribbons on it, and I'm really hoping I don't have to be rank one in the world to get it. I'm hoping it's based on, like, the number of levels that I've beaten. This is but arms all over again rough. for you, Lucas. <laughs> yeah. That, oh my god, it's, okay. All right, are we done talking Mario Maker? I think we are, now? yes. Are we? Okay, so this is a perfect transition right now because guess what I was playing arms. this weekend? Arms! What? Arms! I actually didn't yeah. know that. I still have never played I, them. Why didn't you text me? I should I have. need an excuse I, well, to play that game again. It was it was just on a whim because when? I was, you know, I I had been playing games and I was like, man, I want to play a competitive game, but I want to play a competitive game that like I haven't a I haven't played in a while, but b I think I'm 
you know, good at because I was just getting creamed in Smash Bros. Tetris like, 99. Why do you hate me? Tetris Why do you 99? hate me? <laughs> I almost made a your mom joke, but it made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. So wow, just thank use you your imagination. Not. I'm sure <laughs> Brian and the rest of the patrons thank you. Otherwise, they'll be throwing up in their mouths. <laughs> But but Arms is still good. It is still. I forget how good that Dude, game is. is. Like because I hadn't picked it up in such a long time. It's solid. It really is. Arms. Sorry, this is just the Lucas show. But um, <laughs> Arms suffers. If if Arms suffers from one thing, that in my opinion it does. Tennis elbow. Um, it's no. I have no problem with like playing the game and getting. It. And I think I was actually a button player when I used to. Play All right, it. that no. joke just went. Yeah, I switched to buttons. Too. No, my mm-hmm. my problem that I have with arms is the amount of content that they have isn't satisfying for somebody who wants an offline solo experience. It's very much an online game, you know. But whereas, like with a game with Splatoon, I can play it online and have kind of a casual experience because I'm part of a team. With Arms, mm-hmm. I get that uh, that competitive like, ugh. And I can only play a few rounds, and then I start getting beaten, and I'm like, I hate myself, and I need to stop. That's know? how. That's exactly how I felt about Smash because I was just yeah, getting I, that's smashed. What, but, like, but I was see, getting... that's why I don't play Smash as an online game. I play it offline, and I like fighting level nine computers all day. That's how I play it. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough characters or like stuff to do in Arms to to make it like a single player experience for me. And that's why I fell off. Sure. Of it. Nobody I knew was playing it, so I was just kind of done. Well, let's do that because I. I will I play great you time. any will, day, yeah, my friend. Let's do it. it. I I just forgot how fun it was. Like I just jumped into the multiplayer thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's this freaking cool ass basketball mode." And then like it, it, it just like brought me back to when Arms came, first came out. You know, it was just so novel at the time. There really still isn't even anything comparable to it. You know, like it's so unique. So it's, yeah, I am. I hope that arms sold well enough that we get some kind of sequel I'd be down. and i'd Legs. like to see it on the switch that'd be really cool no Legs, we, yeah <laughs> we need we need punch out but with the arms engine <coughs> i'll just stick I, with arms <laughs> yeah i don't i'm, I don't, I'm trying I think, to think of how that would work yeah, i think punch out's a little too different no it can be done oh uh, well did you sorry we just destroyed punch out really you guys ever game. play punch the out is a Wii rhythm punch- game Ooh. Did you ever play the Wii Punch Out with the freaking balance yeah, board? No, that was weird. I did not do that. I will not. I didn't do, do that. it with the balance board, but I did play the Wii version. Let's talk about that. That was a good game. <laughs> it was good. The revolution. But okay, so I'm, I'm going to move on because I, again, I've had a lot of games that I've been playing. So I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit about Dead Cells. So um, <laughs> I got back into it. I had already beaten that game, but there's more to do after you beat it. And there's even more still that they've added as like, you know, free content and stuff like that and DLC and everything like that. So um, after you beat the game, you can beat it again and what's called with what's called a boss cell which makes everything harder and everything like that different enemies show up so i had already beaten it and um it was you know it was hard already and then i started playing it again with the boss cells my lord it's like a whole other freaking game because you start seeing enemies that you would only see in the latter um levels in like the very beginning so it just kind of changes up everything it's it's very interesting um and then the dlc the rise of the giants or whatever it's called is fun it's so cool there's some really cool enemies in that as well so yeah if you guys um are into dead cells if you've played it at all i recommend picking it back up (laughs) 
I think I mentioned last week that um, it's 60 frames per second now. So when I was playing it before, it wasn't. It was like at a, locked at 30. So it runs really smooth on the Switch. Like, yeah, Dead Cells still a great isn't game. Isn't Dead? Uh, moving right along though. Isn't Dead yes. Cells like a retro like art style though? Uh, ye, sort of. Why? I don't know. It just seems like you know a retro art style wouldn't matter what the frame rate is because it's all pixely. You say that, but as someone who knows nothing about that, I feel like it would still cause some weird issues. It 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 just fluidity. You, yeah, honestly, I if they would have never updated it to sixty frames per second, I wouldn't have ever thought any of it, anything of it. But since they did, it just. It ju everything just looks smoother like the animations look smoother and in a game like dead cells much like in a game like you know your dark souls or your monster hunter is all about timing so like your heavy weapons are you have to time your your um your button presses just just right so then you know you're going to hit the enemy that you want it just feels better in 60 frames okay just curious um but yeah moving moving right along um i'm gonna again i have a lot so I'm, i apologize here blossom tales i beat it I love that game! Blossom Tales is so good. I got stuck on yeah. the first boss and said, screw this, I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> I remember that story. I, I know I know that when I f talked about Blossom Tales originally, I had said that it's like a Zelda light, kind of. Like, it's kind of an unpolished version of like a, what a Zelda would be. I still kind of feel that way, but what the developer did um, by you know adding in little bits of story elements to the game and you know just adding a little bit of humor and quirkiness like I, I just really enjoyed it all the way through so um, yeah definitely give Blossom Tales a shot if you haven't already super good game not going to spend too much time on that that's an old one Crypt of the Necker Dancer also beat that one finally um, Steve I don't know if you've beaten it yet there's clearly but, something wrong um, with me because I still can't get through the first level of that game well, don't feel bad if you have to play it in easy mode, honestly, because that's what I had to do for a, for a good portion of some of those things until you actually get the rhythm and you actually get like, okay, this is going to be what the enemies are in this per portion of the dungeon. Use the bard. Like, I think after you die like 20 or 30 times or something like that, it unlocks the bard mode, and that's basically easy mode. You don't have to move in time with the rhythm. You don't have and you don't lose your multiplier if you um if you don't do that, so it just makes things a lot easier. So, I would recommend that um just to kind of see it through. But anyways, yeah, great freaking game. Um that leads me into Cadence of Hyrule because another really good game, but I I think I like Crypt better, actually. Steve, what... And this is where I'm going to ask you to jump in. Right. I know that we talked a little bit about this in our bonus episode, right. but, um... Yeah, so, Crypt, have you beaten it yet? No, because I'm kind of at this weird spot where I refuse to get back into Crypt until I finish Cadence. And I have not had a chance to sit down okay. and, and finish Cadence yet because I've been so busy at work, and then you assholes got me playing Mario Maker. So... <laughs> sure well yeah cadence is super good i haven't beaten that one yet but i i, I think i like crypt a, maybe just a little bit better so, so um, here's my if only because there's just more to it right so here's my question for you um given what we've discussed where i had a hell of a time because i had no real experience with roguelites before i played crypt do you think that now that I've played Cadence, I kind of understand the mechanics of Crypt a bit better now? 
once I go back to Crypt, do you think I'm going to enjoy it more? Because that's what I'm hoping for. I think so. I, I think so because, again, I, and I did it the opposite. Right. But, so I was able to – I, I kind of stuck with Crypt until I more or less beat it. Right. And then I switched over to Cadence. And Cadence in comparison was so much easier because I had already had I already knew the mechanics of the game, right? I already knew how you right. how you more or less play the game, you know? So yeah, I think you're gonna have a much more enjoyable time okay. going back to Crypt. Because not only is Crypt harder, but again, there's, there's just like more, more to, to it, it right. you know? But yeah. Everything I've heard yeah. has made me think if I ever get this game, it's gonna be Cadence and then Crypt personally. Right. But the only reason I, I got Crypt yeah. was it was four bucks. You know, yeah, after exactly. E3, right. so I'm like, hey, I may as well just splurge on this and give it a try, see if I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. But uh, moving right along, because again, I've been playing a hell of a lot of games, um, Collection of Mana. So I freaking love that game. Like that, It's a collection of games, obviously, but it comes with your Secret of Mana, it comes with your um, Trials of Mana, which never actually came out here, Final and Fantasy then the Game Boy Adventure. version, which was called Final Fantasy Adventure. And, um... I, man, I, I, just, I don't know if it's the nostalgia that's getting me, but I just, it, it's just really good. Like, just going back and playing some of my childhood games is really fantastic. Trials I haven't gotten into yet, um, but I'm looking forward to doing that after I finish up um, Secret of Mana. The only game in that trilogy that really looked like one I wanted to try was Final Fantasy Adventures. But I don't think I can justify spending like 30 bucks on a game that I'll probably put like two hours into, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, again, this is a game. I've, I, I'm mostly kind of just playing this game as, I guess, my pooping game, right? It, I'm kind of popping in and out of it at, um, every, like, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, right? And just kind of putting a little bit of time into it. But it definitely is enjoyable on my end. I, will, I do have to say, though, that I wish it was a little less pricey. I mean, $30 isn't too expensive, but, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, these are, you know, 20-year-old games. It's just too much point, for you know? someone like me. Who's not who's never played a game in the series and doesn't really think he'd get much out of it? You know, I kind of mm-hmm. wish they were individual because I would pay like seven bucks for Final Fantasy. Yeah, Adventure, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, especially it's like enough. having never played any of them, it's like this is definitely a product that caters to people who are already fans of the series, rather like than the arcade archives, right? But yeah, like. As opposed to, like, the way the Final Fantasy games that, you know, have been released, like, you can pick up any one of them and be like, oh, I like this, I'm gonna get the next one. Like, the Mana Mm -hmm. games, you know, I'll just play it on my Super NES Classic. (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but moving right along, um, and I promise you guys I'm almost done, um, I downloaded NBA 2K19 way back when, it was like a dollar, however much it was, and oh, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Good, it's huh? not that great. It's it's worth a dollar and not much more. Yeah, like yeah, the the in-game Gatorade promotions are like really pathetic, cringy, right? Yeah, yeah like mm. it, it it's just not. It's just not that great. And maybe it's because of the power of the Switch that it just even kind of looks like garbage too. I think it's just. But, I think it's just EA through and through. I think it's just. <laughs> A, a, a relatively garbage company releasing a, a game that exists, but is not, like, you know, quality. 
Sure. That, and yeah, you know, I, I had a good, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes with the game. It was fine. But I don't know that I'm going to go back to it much, much more often because, it, again, it's just kind of feels it just doesn't feel right oh and by the way not ea take two but ah, close enough okay. i guess well then take two is now on my short list which is funny because <laughs> take two used to be sega sports so you know they used to be like one right. of the best sports game makers well, rareware used to be a company filled with talented individuals who made magic and now they're oh, now they make connect xbox avatars <laughs> Connect I mean, can anybody can anybody fight me on this? Like, look at the state I, I of the company. I can't. I really can't. They gave us rare replay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hard. <laughs> right click, rename. So, okay, coming to the end of my list, um, and I'm only going to briefly touch on this, but um, Heather and I played quite a bit of Mario Party as well. Um, we j- just on a whim we decided to put Mario Party in the system. We ended up playing like three or four hours of it. One, I think it was like, must have been Sunday night or something like that. But yeah, Mario Party, Super Mario Party on the Switch, still super fun. I love that game. It's um, it 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 kind of came and went. There wasn't a lot of fanfare behind it, but it's like still a solid. Like it's really good. So if you're Thinking about picking up Mario Party if you were on the fence, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I I would say that if if you don't have anybody to play with, maybe not. But Lucas might disagree because he played that game all See, by himself, the whole thing. So. I bought it with the intention of playing it with my kids. I played it with my kids twice. We actually had a blast both times, and now they never want to play it. And I'm like, well, there's sixty bucks well spent. <laughs> Oh, I uh, played it this weekend at my friend's house, and now I don't See, have to I don't have friends, my change so. the system. <laughs> nice. And then that is the end of my list, aside from, you know, your normal smashes and Pokemon Goes and all that stuff, but I'll spare you. So, who wants next? I'll go. I took, a, tri- I took a trip this week. Um, yes, you did. I had to fly to New In your favorite for- rocket ship? Yes. Oh, God. That was cringeworthy, Justin. Um, I flew out to New Mexico for work. Was scheduled for three days. Blame only had to do two because we killed it. Um, but I finally got to meet Eugene and his wife, Heather, this weekend. But more importantly, sorry, Eugene. In person. In person, It's yeah. great. But more importantly, I played Beat Saber. Oh, my God. That <laughs> game is so Please tell so me there's a video of that. Much. Did you oh, there, not watch it's on the Twitch. Twitch Go stream? watch it right now. You jerk. So and by the way, for those when, of you, okay, who I didn't even yeah. I didn't even get a notification. Yeah, I, it was I in Discord. Have a life. I can't be watching okay. Twitch streams. So yeah, but I should be getting a Twitch notification. You should um, hit that bell or heart or whatever it is. And you know, anyway, um, so yeah, so understand though, if you're gonna go back and watch <laughs> the, tri- the Twitch stream or if you watched it live, there is a problem. I do have an as- I do have an, astri- an astigmatism or however the hell you say it. I'm an idiot. Um, but what it means you is the way it right. what it means is the way my eyes are when I'm not wearing my glasses. I have to look over where my glasses would be <laughs> to see. So when you're watching the video, you see me constantly yeah. looking down in the VR headset. I could see perfectly. Yeah, what it looks was like he's on. looking at his feet the whole time. Yeah, I could see perfectly what was going on, but it's what? not. It's not the greatest watching me hit the notes, unfortunately. What's going on in this here virtual reality game? But, I don't understand. Oh, holy crap! So I, Tyrell in the in the chat, he asks, "Is that why he looks like an idiot?" <laughs> yes, that's that's why, Tyrell. So yeah, um, 
but there was I, I basically went halfway through the first di- you know the first disc as it were of songs and then I started doing the second disc and there was this song and it is called Unlimited Power which I may or may not be listening to. Oh, I forgot I that you downloaded that the song. album. I am listening Dude. to it right now. There it is. Okay. So yeah, I am actually yeah. listening to it. So, but when I like, because I forgot I had to download that soundtrack because I had really crappy internet access while I was in New Mexico. So I just remembered five minutes ago to download it. I started listening to this while Eugene was doing his change of system. And if you rewind the tape, you will randomly see me smile. That is why this song was so much fun. And I refused to stop playing Beat Saber until I beat this song and I finally beat it. It was so <laughs> That's cool. how I felt. See, the 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 version of Beat Saber that I played at Retro Game Con was uh-huh. packed, so it had a bunch of custom songs in it. Right. And that's how I felt about playing um, Dragonborn, the Skyrim yes. theme. Because mm-hmm. I was just... Like, it was supposedly a hard song, but it was so much fun to play. I'm like, I have to do this again. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. just so, the whole moving to it was so much fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, I made quite a bit of money working in New Mexico. And I just volunteered for another project where this weekend where I'm going to be able to make just as much money. There is a strong possibility that I'm going to take gonna a little bit a, of that yeah, money I already see and what's buy coming. an Oculus Quest. <laughs> Because I, I like how everyone knew. I have to save everyone knew how that story was ending. I know. I know. I'm not getting VR. However, I I will say this much: that is the best workout I have ever had. Eugene, I was dripping when I left. He literally was, was and he doesn't mean with sweat. I felt so gross. He enjoyed the game that much. I really want an <laughs> Oculus Quest, but I just can't justify it at the current price point for like Lucas, the amount of time I'm going to put into it. I, I couldn't justify it at that price point either. Why do you think I volunteered for another project? Because I, <laughs> I can justify it if I'm working my ass off for it. There you I, go. So I, I, I wish that I would have been able to show you some other VR games because there's some really I know, cool I'm ones, sorry. but I couldn't even tear you I, away from Beat Saber. I did not give you a chance to No, th- but that not that like... I think Beat Saber is probably the best representation of VR out right now, honestly. It's yeah. it's just really good. It just works. And so well, now I, that you've I seen mean, how I like, play Beat Saber, now do you understand why I play Minecraft the way I do? Or Hyrule Warriors or something like that? Right. I set my mind to something, and that is it. Well, and I think that's mm-hmm. you know, like one of the things that I, one of the criticisms I've heard about VR is there really isn't a killer app. There really isn't a game that, you know to just devote time to so you right. need those kind of quick burst games and there's nothing better as a quick burst game but a music rhythm game right i mean that's sure. why rock band and guitar hero dominated the industry for like the better part of a decade but that's the thing though is beat saber is not a game you can play for extended periods of time by the time i was done with that hour and a half stream it took me a good hour before i caught my breath mm-hmm. again like I'm, be- I'm very. Okay, happy. But yeah. you played it for an hour yeah. and a half. That's <laughs> true. There are very few it games really I can work- play for an hour and a half though. at like, a time. I, yeah, I can imagine that if somebody um, actually put like you know a Beat Saber workout, like if that mm-hmm. was what they were doing to work out, you could actually lose weight. Strap some, it, strap some weight to your arms. That's what they did with DDR. Start Ooh. building up. Yeah, DDR Lucas, had a, like was a workout. 
I'll lend you my vest, buddy. We can go to town. <laughs> um, other than that, I haven't so played I, I anything. Guess... I showed Eugene the realm uh, while I was there, so he could finally see what an obsessive, compulsive piece of crap I am. Nice. Did um, Eugene appreciate what we've built, even though he'll never play it? With I had us? no yeah, idea what a... was going on. There was all these pistons <laughs> and all these dragons. Well, wait, 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 wait! Did you just did you just show him your stuff? That's no. all like mechanical and I, weird. I sh- or did you show him like I showed him Treetop okay. Town that we founded? I showed him the Nether Railway. Um, did you show him my him mansion? My pyramid base? No, I didn't have a chance to. Did you show him Skyworld? Did you? Did you? Sh- no. Brian wants to know if you showed him Brian's Brian's uh, little project easy. there that we're hey, not allowed hey, to talk Brian, about. Hey Brian, easy. How you're asking that question? Did you show him mine? Because that leads to a whole nother discussion. So, Eugene, <laughs> what I need to do is get you on a Zoom call one night and take you on a tour through the rest of the realm because what you and Heather got was a very brief tour. Because I know I knew that we it didn't sounds like you appreciated what you saw night. so much. I was totally expecting you to actually like bring a copy of Minecraft to Eugene. <laughs> I did. I brought my Switch. It's on <laughs> no, Switch. like for Eugene. No. Yeah, but we've already had this discussion. Had Eugene won't. Eugene won't play. So Eugene knows that there's an open. I just don't invitation. have a. D- it, we understand. You I, don't have I, to get into the nitty gritty. We know yeah. your reasons. Well, no, it's not even that. I just, I just don't have a desire to, even if it, even if it weren't. See, for that. I like, think, just... I think if you were the kind of person who had a lot of free nights, like we do, and you went, <laughs> and you went, that's the thing, and you went online that's... every night and you hung out with everybody and you just kind of BS while you built stuff, then I think you'd be into yeah. it. But right. I think, given that you just, you're not really like a, a full time gamer, you know. So I think yeah. you just you're don't one have of those casual like, I, gamers. My, <laughs> my gaming kind of, comes yeah. in like. You're my guy, gaming kind of comes in like short spurts, right? Like I'm not gonna spend three hours putting freaking track down just to build a railway. Oh no 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 no! But when you're on a call, like but when me. you're on a call at midnight on a Saturday night with your boys and they're all drinking Red Zapple ales, like that's <laughs> a that's a fine way to spend your time, you know? Uh, I, I yeah. I, not for me. Fine for you, not for me. Steve, continue. <laughs> that was it. I I didn't play much of Cadence this week because I haven't had time. Played Minecraft, Beat Saber. I'm listening to Beat Saber. My God, that soundtrack is amazing. Um, so good. By, oh, so my Mario Maker <sighs> shtick, Lucas, I have only had a chance. Like I got into one of your levels because I wanted to see it. I have yet to look at any of the other listeners' levels. Pika. You and Pika. that Skater Die level. I swore so many times playing that. For the rest of you guys in there, I will get to those levels. I promise it hasn't happened yet. Mario Maker is so much better than I thought it was going to be, even without the crappy multiplayer update that hasn't come out yet because I hear the multiplayer is crappy anyway. And that is it for me. The multiplayer is fun. The multiplayer is fun and a really good time, but you have to be somebody who's okay with normal to copious amounts of lag when you're playing. Yeah. If you can't get over that, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, so I'm going to have a bad time because I can't play a game at four frames a second. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I've just dealt because I find it fun (laughs) enough that it's like, okay, we're running at half speed, you know, but... Yeah. Sure. Well, believe it or not, two of us still have to do our change the systems. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. Hey, it's episode 500. We're allowed to run a little long. Yeah, pretty much all I talked That's about tonight said. was Mario Maker. <laughs> God. 
We are we are gonna lose you. Brian's dead. Brian's dead. <laughs> um. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, so surprisingly, I did not play a whole lot of Minecraft this week. As a matter of fact, I think I logged into Minecraft, wandered around my house for about a minute and a half, and then shut it off because... Uh, it's because I was gone. I'm like sorry. Lucas, because everybody was gone. Like <laughs> Lucas said, like a lot of the appeal for Minecraft for me now is sitting in the chat room and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just finally having, welcome, brother, and and it's just having <laughs> just having people to to sorry Eugene bullshit with while you're doing menial tasks, um, but uh, but yeah, um, but I've been playing a bunch of other stuff, um, which I have forgotten now that I have taken the torch. Um, I played Mario Maker. Did I tell you I played Mario Maker? Um, Mario Maker, what's that? <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the the game that I've spent probably the most time this week playing. I am I'm loving Cuphead. Um like like I, I see was, you playing that like every I night. Was so, well, yeah, cuz like every night I'll sit down I'm like I don't know what to play, so I'm going to play a level or a boss in Cuphead. Like it's one of those it's it's a great game to just pick up, play for Okay, you can't play it for 5 minutes because you're going to have to fight that boss for at least a half hour before you know how to beat him. Um, but sure, but uh, another hour to beat him. But uh, yeah, like, like yeah, I'll just turn it on and, and with that controller, with the power a controller, with the buttons on the back. Like as long as I, as long as my brain knows what my fingers are doing, it's a, it's a big help. And I finally started. Like I'm one of those people who hoards um, in-game currency because I don't know what to spend it on. But like I was reading guides, they're like buy the power-ups use the power-ups the power-ups will save Mm -hmm. so i bought the spread shot a while ago and good one that's a good one and that helped me out in one level and actually was a good way to start off on one of the boss because like when you first start a boss usually the boss is pretty tame and stationary and you can just stand there right in front of them and spam spam them with the spread shot and then i bought the one that boomerangs like so you shoot it and it goes a certain distance in one direction, and then boomerangs back the full length of the screen in the other direction. I know which one you're talking about. And yeah. If I could make a suggestion, spread shot and homing shot are like all you need. To I, get homing's my favorite. See, I don't. See, because I, I thought about getting the homing shot, but I don't like the idea of reducing my power because. Well, that's I, the beauty of the homing and the spread as a combo, because you use the homing shot when they're far away and you just need to make hits and you don't want to focus on accuracy. Then when you can mm-hmm. get right up close to them, you use the spread shot and you just massively scale up that mm-hmm. damage. That's how I got through Cuphead anyway. That's my preferred method. So, so yeah, I was I was using the the power up that, you know, shoots it forward and then sling and then it, you know, goes back behind on the flower boss and like I just like massacred him. Like it, of course it took me several tries to get through the attack patterns and all that but that was definitely the best power up for that boss because it wiped out all of his projectiles and then Mm -hmm. flung back and hit him with like a strong attack like as much as I love Cuphead and fighting the bosses and learning the patterns I always feel like I beat the bosses by sheer luck because you get into that last phase and you just like it's just like desperation to stay alive and 
you sure. know, and, that's and, Cuphead, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and and like yeah. every time I I beat a boss, like I of course I always take a video of the end of every boss battle because like you got to yeah. go back and watch and like okay, did I actually beat him or did I just get lucky? Because, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm loving Cuphead. I don't know why I waited so long to get it. I was just waiting for that sale because I was afraid I wasn't going to like it because it's it is incredibly difficult, and I generally don't have the patience for incredibly difficult games. But I got in my head like I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, Donkey yeah. Kong games are incredibly difficult, and I love just kind of powering through those those games. And so I thought. You know, it's funny to me that you would say that because I'm pretty sure I compared Cuphead to Donkey Kong when I was trying to sell Steve on it. Yeah, I mean, it is very much in that same, like, pattern recognition. And, I mean, Donkey Kong has limited lives, God only knows why, because you collect more lives than you lose. But, but it's still that same, like, you die, you go back to the beginning of the hard section, and you retry. And then you learn something new, you go back and apply it to the next one. You get a little farther, you screw that up, you go back and say, like, it's so much pattern recognition and just kind of, yeah, just kind of powering it. And it brings, it's really good for my ADHD brain. Like, it's really that kind of stuff that that really clicks with me and so i'm loving again i've said it before i'm loving cuphead more than i ever thought i bought the soundtrack i went i went on Bandcamp, and i'm like no i'm i'm getting this soundtrack um i'm loving it because i love ragtime i love jazz um so yeah. so like not only not only do i love video game music but i love the the type of music that they use in the video game outside of the video game. So, like, it's music I can share with my dad. My dad introduced me to all that sort of stuff. Um, sure. But, uh, so, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Cuphead. There was one other game that I wanted to mention. Let me look at my, my Switch. Really, oh, I started playing Kirby Star Allies, finally. Um, I, wow. I bought it when it was on sale for 40 bucks right after E3. And it just kind of sat there, and I'm like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. play this eventually. I was bored and decided, you know what, I'm going to play Kirby Star Allies. And it's Kirby with with <laughs> allies. Um, I, I want to get that, beca- or I wanted to get that when it was on sale, but I missed it. Like, I think... I think forty dollars. Oh, the fun part was when I booted it up, and this character is now available. You can now play as this character. Oh, this ca- like just like oh yeah, you know, kind of like uh, when you start up Saint Row the Third for the first time, and since it comes with all of the DLC, you have to go through every single thing that got unlocked because of the DLC. Same thing with uh, with Kirby, but uh, yeah, I mean, I love Kirby games. I think Kirby's going to be my palate cleanser. You know, you play a level of Cuphead and then play a level of Kirby because they're really, like, polar opposites on the difficulty scale. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it's it's fun. I, I like challenging Kirby. I like easy Kirby. It's Kirby, so. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Didn't play a whole lot of Minecraft. I've been trying to perfect my Haunted Mansion-inspired uh, level in Mario Maker and, uh, and lots of cuphead i will beat that game someday it's a tough game but it's definitely like like you said it's it's fair right yeah you lose and it's not because the game was an asshole it's because you know that's right and i think that's the best difference like like there's a lot of like describing Mm -hmm. it as nintendo hard 
And I think that's mm-hmm. actually an unfair comparison because Nintendo original NES games were hard because they just weren't good at programming them. And they were programming mm-hmm. them like arcade games. They were trying to get the most quarters out of you on a system right. that didn't, you know, you already bought the game. So, you know, yeah, there was a lot of pattern rec- memorization, but they weren't really patterns. They were just kind of spamming enemies and things at you for the sake of, you know, filling filling the screen. Um, whereas Cuphead, mm-hmm. everything is very meticulously like placed and designed, and if you remember where it was last time, you will be able to deal with it correctly this time, and and right. that's the type of like gameplay, that's the type of memorization that I like because you know again it really kind of triggers the ADHD in my brain to like okay you know this you get into that deep focus okay now I got to do this all right now I got to jump here the. Uh, the tree level, like knowing when to jump over the holes and when to duck under the birds and all that, like, like just all that stuff was like, and then when you screw it up, you're like, crap, that was entirely my fault. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the only exactly. question I have about Cuphead, I just got onto this second, uh, like, map screen, I suppose, whatever it is, the carnival <laughs> section. Um, that one's hard. Yeah, I was going to say, does the game get more difficult or does it kind yeah. of... Keep, really? I yeah. disagree. I, I thought that, at least for me personally, I thought that the game really hit a spike after, like, the fifth or sixth enemy, and then it was just kind of standard except for a few outliers. Yeah, like, I feel like Cuphead, like, thus far in the game, like, I haven't played any levels in the new section, but I feel like it's been pretty much in very flat difficulty yeah. curve in in that, like, it's all difficult, but it doesn't get more difficult or less. It's just difficult. a different, a different kind of difficulty as you go uh, through. I would, I would say that the, aside that maybe some of the bosses get more difficult, but like the standard levels are probably really the same. I think. Right. Hmm, I don't know. Actually, because the hardest boss I felt was actually in the carnival. The only, level, so I don't know. The only difficult boss, um, like that, that really ramped up the difficulty from my point of view. Um, other than the the king dice at the end, just because of the the nature mm-hmm. of it and how random it is to a degree, and the timing and stuff mm-hmm. involved, but um, the boss against the bee queen, that was yes. that was particularly difficult in an area that had relatively easy bosses. Like that also had the sea captain, who was like the easiest boss. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the one on the and I can't remember which boss it was. I think the one that gave me the most trouble was that roller coaster. That's one. Where roller I'm coaster stuck was right tough. Now. Yeah, there's a lot of it's it's like pixel perfect jump timing mm-hmm. for that. So one. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, yeah. have fun with <laughs> yeah. that. Well, more tropical freeze bonus levels, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, cool. That's was that's that... my week. Cool. Very nice. You... Well, Lucas, it's your turn now. Sure is. Um, but did do you want to say something, Steve, before I started? Because I'm probably going to just vamp. Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, so video games. Um, you are now currently talking to the 425th <laughs> best Mario Maker 2 normal difficulty player in the world. Um, I want to hit number one, man. I don't think I will because there's got to be other people obsessively playing this game why, every minute of every why day. Why do you like not I have am, a capture card, Lucas? You need to be streaming the Pika. I know. If I, I would love to stream like the quest to hit the top tiers, but you know, so if it someone goes. wants to donate, but anyway, Lucas um, a yeah, no, card, so tips at infendo.com. 
Yeah, see, unfortunately, I have a capture card, but it doesn't stream. It just records. So if someone so wants to I donate, look at the streaming capture card tips at infendo.com. <laughs> but, um, but, but, yeah, no, I've, I've talked about Mario Maker in length. Um, I think I already mentioned that I put 30 hours into it in, like, four days, so that's a thing. But um, <laughs> besides that, I have really only been playing one other game that is worth talking about this week. And that game is a demo, so I don't even have that much to talk about. But um, God Eater's coming out in, like, two weeks. And I, for I one... Know, we just realized that we were God Eater buddies. I know. I know Eugene liked God Eater, but now I do, and I'm excited, because now I know three other people who want to play it. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> working on Steve, but with any luck, I'll get that. Oh, we can that get him. Be hard. We got a Mario Maker, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But um, but no, dude. Like um, so so I played a little God Eater. Wow, I played a little God Eater uh, back in the day. But like I said, um, I was kind of carried because my friend was a lot better at it than I was, or and mm-hmm. like he put a lot more time into it than I did. So he was incredibly over leveled. So it was kind of a, a quick burst kind of thing for me. I played a little bit of it and I was like, okay, this is fine. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm ready, man. Like, this demo. I put, like, an hour into just playing the same levels of the demo over and over again. And this is not Monster Hunter. These fights aren't taking, mm-hmm. like, 30 or 40 minutes. They're taking, like, five. Right. But, like, that's nice, you know? I don't mind that. I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, I'm pumped. Pumped to get my anime yeah, demon slaying on. I've always looked at God Eater as kind of like a... Not exactly, but like a Monster Hunter light, right? Yeah. It's like... Well, and, and I hate to say it because it's so stereotypical of me. It's a very Lucas thing to, to say, but I prefer those, like, anime Japanese-style graphics, you know? Like, if I have to choose between a game, even a game like Monster Hunter, which is Japanese, but, you know, kind of prides itself on being more of, like, a universal graphic system, I just, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan, man. I like it when games look pretty, and anime graphics always make games look pretty, so. Sure. Yeah, so that's what I've got. Um, and really, it's just those two games. I, I, other than that, it's just Mario Maker. And with that, it's like, hey, come play all my Mario Maker levels. But I don't really. Have Which I'm excited to, to do after I finish this story mode. I, actually. I hope you will. Um, I hope you use the clear percentages as an indicator of difficulty. The one, okay, I will say one more thing about Mario Maker, and then we can leave this topic forever till next week. <laughs> but. Um, I made a level that I didn't think was that hard that has, like, a 1.9 clear percentage. And I'm a little surprised because it's not... It, it's it's interesting, but it's not, like, impossible. It's just swinging from, like, sling to swing. and But right. people are having trouble with it. And Phantom keeps telling me it's really hard. So I guess that's the thing. I didn't, I didn't mean... It's, it's weird as a creator because usually you know, like, what the difficulty of your level is going to be. And that's one where I just, I have no idea. Like, it's just, it's hard, and I don't know why. So, enjoy that. But anyway, like I said, you guys can go to Infendo's Discord and get all into that kind of stuff. I think you, if you want to join our Discord, you can find the link on uh, Infendo.com, actually. So, now's a good Which time to do that. Pop into the go Mario. to, by the way. Yeah, it is a website you should go to. But yeah, pop into the uh, Mario Maker Discord channel. And, you know, we've like I said, we've got all of the um, levels pinned. So, you know, if that's the kind of thing that you're into and you just want to come and download all the levels and never speak to us, you can do that. So, do that. But also talk to us. We're fun <laughs> and nice and we like company. Sometimes. Exactly. 
All right. Well, man, oh, man, that was an episode, wasn't it? Uh, I think we found ourselves to the end. Um, but before we get out of here, we're going to tell you, aside from the Discord, where you can find us on the Internet. But like Lucas said, really, that's where we want you, especially in these Mar- in these times of Mario Maker, because that's where all the fun stuff is happening. Everybody's swapping levels, having a good time. So go check out the Discord. Go to Infendo.com. There will be a link in the header to get there. Um, but aside from that, y'all, it is time to end the show. It's been a fun episode 500. Here's to 500 more. But until then, make sure that you're following at Infendo on Twitter, and you can also follow at Infendo Eugene on Twitter as well. Um, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Infendo Justin, um, and I'm actually going to promote it this week because I've got a new blog going up. Um, follow me, follow my Disney tweets at at Utilidork. Um, and go to utilidork.com because I'm going to be posting something um, over the weekend. Uh, if you're into Disney, especially Disney parks, um, that's what Utilidork is all about. Um, I'd like to really get it running, especially since hopefully I'm going to have a computer that runs well soon. <laughs> um, was this? Or at right. all. Um, also, <laughs> if you go to Infendo Justin, you will find my Switch friend code. Friend me. I don't play games with people very often, but it is always nice to have the option. Um, not to mention the fact that uh, I will be posting Mario Maker levels as soon as I finish them. So, you know, once I have that, I will be sharing that on Twitter. Very nice. All right, Lucas, where can the people find you? The people can find me at chromaticu.com. If you don't know how to spell that, this week I'm going to spell it for you because I haven't been doing that. It's C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-C-H-U-E.com. You can go there. That has a link to my Twitch, so you can watch me do live streams. I should be doing one tomorrow night unless I get horribly distracted like I did last week. Um, but yeah, come, come watch me make a game. Um, I think that's probably about it. That's all I want to plug. So come be a part of that with me. I'd appreciate it. Awesome. All right, Steve, you're up. Where can the people find you when you're not in Blample Clamp? Well, that was actually clamp. close. <laughs> yeah, not, it's not bad. full stamp. We'll get there, Eugene, one day. Um, you can find <laughs> me at Gentis1 on Twitter, desperately wishing I had a VR unit because I... I'm listening to the damn soundtrack right now, and it's making me want the game even more. You should be listening to Infendo Radio episode 500. No. Yes, Steve. Come on, don't be so distracted my, while we're trying to do a show here. It's really disrespectful yeah, what are you to your co-host. Right yeah, my headset. I am only distracted. Like I, I am only distracted by our producers, who, by the way, are very <laughs> distracting tonight. Jen. Uh, Steve, I I am really excited for you to get a VR headset. I think you're just gonna it's, like. It's yeah, only it's, a matter of time. You're not even point. gonna be on a Nintendo podcast. You're going, going to die. Audio. I'm excited. I'm gonna get to play with Schnazzy's. I'm gonna get to play with Schnazzy one's uh, VR headset tomorrow. He's bringing it to uh, my family's Fourth of July picnic. So uh, is nice. I, I told I told him he has to bring Beat Saber. <laughs> Yes. Is that a euphemism? Oh, does, Schna- does Schnazzy have uh, the quest? I th- or the whatever the Santa I, th- I think is? he has the quest, yeah. Um, so Ooh, I'm going to send you nice. some songs you yeah. need to play. But we need to okay. end the show at some point tonight. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, all right. But, uh, Justin, where 
can the people uh, find you? Wait, we already did this. Uh, well, once again, you Lucas, can find where me can the on people... Twitter. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Uh, Steve, where can... Oh, wait, we did that too. In, oh, God, it's over. We did it. 500. In, in, in case the rest of you have as bad a memory as our host here. <laughs> no, but really, thank you guys for giving us 500 episodes. We wouldn't be here without you. So, yeah, here's the 500 more. We will see you all next week. Peace. Bye-bye. All your life, you wanted to be a game reviewer. You know it's true. Now's your chance. Email us at tips at infendo.com. You can be a game reviewer too.